0: Richard pursued. He puts it Jensen away. Patrick! Patrick is scored! What about Andrew King? Put him in the second Put him somewhere! He's too good for this game! Yes, yes! Welcome back to another episode of the NRL Super Coach Podcast, hosted by the SC Whisperer. Now, this is something that I was kind of shying away from, but in the poll yesterday you guys really wanted to see my team and hear me analyze uh my team and why i've picked it now i've uh i've never been one to to shy away from my team if you guys ask me for it in uh, my dms i'm happily gonna gonna show it to you but uh it, it will change between now and march 11 just like your guys teams will but today we're gonna be putting the supercoach whisperer under the microscope so uh when you guys listen to this obviously i'm gonna be putting out an instagram post too. Come over to that um, and just roast my team, please, because I really, I really want to hear your guys' feedback on some of the players I've picked. I'll give you guys my sort of thought process behind who I've picked and why. Um, but yeah, look, I really want to hear your guys' opinion. Um, so please get into my DMs, reply to the Instagram post, reply to the Facebook post, wherever you listen to this. Get on the social medias and let me know um, sort of where you see my team standing. But up top, I've made it no secret. I've gone with two cheap hookers. I have gone with Connor Watson to start and Jacob Little on the bench. Now, um, I will be specifying who I have as reserves for now and who I don't. Um, But I just feel there is too much 5.8 stock to have Watson. I think there's cheaper options available that you can save some cash on, and I think Watson's too good not to be in your side come round one, especially at 13, so uh, the only way I could fit him in and Little, I think yeah, it's a no-brainer to have Little in as well, the only way I could fit those two in was to have them up. Hooker, uh, that means I haven't gone Harry Grant, I haven't gone Damien Cook, I haven't gone a Cam McKinnis, so two cheapies off the bat. Um, the next picks might surprise you too, I only have one uh, prop forward over 300k, and that is C- Siwa like Uh, Now, I think he is my first pick player week in, week out. Um, I've gone with the idea of potentially dropping him, um, but I just can't seem to, s- to bring myself around to doing it, just especially if he gets goal-kicking. Like, if he averaged 62 or something last year, and if he goal-kicks, he could he could easily get 70-plus. So um, I really like Takayaho. I think with... Uh, Jared Royer-Hardgraves not getting any younger, Victor Radley having to be eased back into rotation, uh, that could see guys like Lindsay Collins, and Butcher, and Victor Radley all take that sort of role away from CSC or Takiyahu, and just give him more minutes. Now, obviously, Trent Robertson likes to rotate his team a little bit, but um, I really think that Takiyahu is a big... Factor in their success moving forward, um, especially getting on the front foot in the ruck. He's a he's a really destructive body that can throw an offload. They can find the try line. So, with the goal kicking, he's my first pick player. Now, paired I've paired him with uh, with Matt Lodge. I've made it no secret that I am high on Lodge. Two years ago, averaged sixty four, priced at two hundred ninety nine K this year. Uh, yeah, look for the price. I think it's a it's a risk free investment. The biggest difference between picking and uh, a slower body. Uh, obviously, I've made it no secret, I'm not a fan of Jai Arrow, but the the difference between Arrow and Lodge, I think, is the price. Like, yeah, they're both slower guys, don't suit the modern day rules, but Lodge is 160k cheaper or something, and obviously with the suspension of Payne Haas, uh, him getting less minutes, unsure on TPJ's rotation, he might be playing on an edge, which obviously would give another... Um, batch of minutes to the front row look I, I like Lodge I think he can get back to something around his best I don't expect that 64 but uh, if Lodge can get me 52-53 for the first couple of weeks I'll be I'll be over the moon now on the bench I have gone with Spencer Linu and uh, Stefano Toya-Mekanu uh, just two cheapy guys that are going to play off the bench and, and probably make a, a little bit of cash slowly, similar to a Jermaine Tenor-Brown last year. Just a slow burn. You should be able to sell those guys at sort of 400k at their peak, so no uh, no real insight on those two. They sort of pick themselves. Now, the second row. Uh, I've gone pretty, pretty heavy. I've gone uh, Angus Crichton, Ryan Madison, Jason Tamalolo as my starting three. Uh, I don't really need to explain these guys. I think Crichton will be the best second rower in the game. We know how good Ryan Madison is at just getting Super Coach points. Uh, obviously, with Mitch Moses on that right edge, I think he's the focal point. They'll they'll set up a lot of their attack on the right-hand side, then swing it back to the left. Um, so I think Ryan Madison will be a big player in that. And Jason Tamalola, we know what he does. 70 every year, uh, set and forget what doesn't play Origin. So uh, I think setting my guns up there uh, are the way to go. Now, my first reserve is Andrew Davey. Now, I've been high on Davey uh, all preseason. I've made a post on him by saying he's a bit of a smoky. He should be starting at Manly. Um, Even if he doesn't start, it's not the end of the world. There's other guys I can move to um, come Teamless Tuesday. Obviously, we don't know what's happening with uh, Corey Harrow and Naira, if he gets a suspension or not. Uh, There's obviously Ben Murdoch-Masilla as well. There's guys like Tom Gilbert that you can move to. So, he's my first reserve. Just a real, real consistent worker. I think people that want to bag him... Um, he's not there to be a superstar. Not every player in the game is a superstar. Uh, Andrew Davey just does his job week in, week out. And I think the move to Manly uh, with, a, with a fit uh, turbo and uh, and a, a new DTE with more combinations can really, really help that. Now, the other two spots I've gone, two cheapies, Jordan Ricky and Sean Bloor. Uh, same as the props, two cheapy guys that should be getting good minutes. Uh, if Ricky for some reason, doesn't get the start... Uh, no stress. I'm happy to downgrade him to Kula Matangi, who is, uh, $60k less and will come off the bench as well. So do the same job for 60 k less. Ricky's there if he starts. He's not going to be a reserve option for me straight away, um, but he's another one that could make good cash. And Sean Bloor, I think, will come off the bench uh, for Luke Garner, for the Tigers. So two cheap guys that will make money. But obviously, yeah, the second row, is I've spent a lot of money there, and I think it's the way to go forward. Now, halfback, and currently my captain for round one is Nathan Cleary. No surprises here. I think he's 47% owned. Uh, I think he's the standard halfback by far, even if he does regress a little bit this year. Uh, The Panthers' attack revolves around him, he's the goal kicker, he's a leader in that offense, so even if he comes back to the pack a little bit, I still think he'll be the best uh, halfback in the comp. Happy to pay the money for him, because I'll just put him there and forget about him all year, he just stays Now, the other halfback and reserve is Jamal Fogarty. Now, this is a toss of a coin for me between Ash Taylor or Jamal Fogarty. Um, Just a couple of whispers that I've heard from people at the Gold Coast camp. Sort of put me off Ash Taylor a little bit. But, um, yeah, look, Jamal Fogarty came home really well. uh, Really picked up when AJ Brimson came into the side. Obviously, you've got strike runners like David Fafita and Tino Fasul malawi So I think it's just up and up for for Faviti. Wouldn't be surprised to see a 55-60 average from him this year, especially if the Titans move forward. And especially if the reports that they're pursuing Cam Smith come true, I think that's really going to give them go-forward, obviously. Uh, the greatest hooker of all time. He's going to help your side. Um, no shit, Sherlock. Now, 5 Cam Munster have gone. I had tossed up with the idea of running him or Walker, um, I had the money to run him and Walker too, but I needed to strengthen other areas of my side because there are areas in my team that are weak. I've gone Cam Munster. Block average 70 on one leg. Storm are going to be uh, a different sort of side this year. I think they're going to be a little bit more attacking with Harry Grant in the building. It's going to free up Munster a lot, especially if he gets the goal kicking, like I mentioned. I think he could really go to a 75, 80 average. I think Munster or Walker are ones to pick, but I've, uh, I've, gone, I've gone Munster. Uh, I just needed the extra uh, 30k or so that he offers. And my other 5.8th, uh, I haven't gone a cheapie here. I said at the top of the show that uh, there is depth at 5.8th to run a cheapy. I still think Watson, if you're going to have him in your side, has to be a hooker. Um, but the other 5 five-eighths I've gone and my third reserve is Dylan Brown. Now, the Eels have an absolute gun draw. Uh, we know Dylan Brown loves to, to take a run. He gets really good base. He's a really good defender. He'll be running down that left-hand side for Parramatta on their strike side, Really good draw to start the year. Dylan Brown, like I think he's uh, only I think he's only two percent ownership right now. Really good pod move. Um, there's other guys like Carl Flanagan that I've mentioned, but I think Flano's one that's going to build into his role at Canterbury. Whereas Dylan Brown, I think he's just going to be able to go from from the start. And as a reserve option, come round one, I don't think there's uh, better options than Dylan Brown. In all honesty, unless you have the cash to run uh, Munster and Walker. Now, center wings. You guys know that I've made it no secret that I have a cheap center wing. I don't have anyone above 306k, and the most expensive player in my center wing is Dylan Walker. Now, Dylan Walker moves back to the centers for Manly. Uh, I've mentioned it before, but a fit turbo I think is going to do him wonders. New partnerships with the foreign and uh, and Sherry Evans, depending on what side they play. Uh, he's a really experienced head. Yeah, he sort of had uh, lingering stats, but. He's played a multitude of positions. I think if he gets back to playing center and is there for all the year, uh, I think we're going to see a really good year from Dylan Walker. Going to make me some money. Going to be a good sell and an upgrade to someone like Val Holmes or Latrell down the line. Next player I've got is David Fusatua. Now, uh, obviously, we know that the Fuss has had averages of 52 and 48. Obviously, last year was just a rough year for him and, and Ken Mamalo, obviously. Struggling a little bit mentally, wanting to go back and see the family. I don't blame those guys. A uh, really, really hard year for the Warriors. I don't think it's going to be any easier this year either, but at 250k, we know what the Fuss can do. Um, Centre wings, I'm happy to take a, a bit of a dip because I know where I'm strong, strong in other areas of the side. So Fuss tour at 252k, he is in there. Uh, the next man is Jason Saab. Uh, made, made a post on Saab. I think he'll get the starting wing spot. Walter Fuhrer is out, and honestly, I think he might even hold it. Uh, he's a really, really talented kid from St. George. Don't see uh, why Manly would continue with Tafua getting old. Makes really poor defensive reads. Uh, I think Saab's the future. is really, really good under the high ball. Really good attacking outlet as well. So, um, yeah, look. it's Going to make you money as well. This is the the blueprint for my center wings. Is they're just going to make me money. They're not going to be huge scorers, but they're going to make me some really, really solid coin. The last man in my starting four is uh Tessie New from the Brisbane Broncos. Now, it has been confirmed that he will play centre for the first 12 weeks while Tony Staggs is out. Um, even at centre, at the price he's at, he's going to make really good money. He could even move back to fullback when Staggs is back and put Asako on the wing. But uh, yeah, like I said before, he's going to make money. going to get me 40 to 45 points a week, and that's all I can ask for from a guy at that price. Now, one man that's come into the side today, he isn't in the starting four, but he uh, will get a run there eventually, is Dane Laurie. Obviously, the news that he has made the switch from Penrith to the West Tigers, with Paul Momorowski going the other way. Uh, Dane Laurie is uh, 230-odd K. We know what he did last year. He played one full game at fullback, scored 71, had 45 in base. Tigers are crying out for a desperate natural number one. You can put Adam Dwayney there, you can put Moses and by. It doesn't matter. Dane Laurie is a natural one. I think he's the, the man to really wear that one jersey for the Tigers. Forty-five base really impressed me too. He he loves to see his hands on the ball. Um so yeah. After today and he'll probably get a start at the Tigers, he he is a must have in my opinion. The the next man on the bench in my centre wings is Bally Simmonson, another man that I've made some posts about saying that he is someone to probably not play unless he has a really good matchup. Uh, he doesn't grab get through base. He relies heavily on attacking stats, but uh, a really good price this year as he was a bit of a bench option last year for Ricky Stewart. Uh, that's the wing spot becomes opened uh, with Kotrich leaving, and I really think that it is Simmonsons to lose. So, uh, no really fault in the pick there. If he doesn't play well and, and gets dropped, then I'll cop it on the chin. But I think for uh, for the price and for the potential output that Simmonson can get, he's a he's one to really stick in there. The last man in the centre wings is Max Fiege. Now, uh, really good options here from the St George Dragons. You've got Brayden Williami, Max Fiege, and Matt Fiege, his twin brother, all vying out for that last centre spot uh, that has been occupied. And from all reports, is Max Fiege is the front runner. He is the most expensive as well. So if any of the other two get named, it's an easy downgrade to Frey and Cash. Another guy. There's not much, not much thought behind the pick. It's cheap. He'll start. He'll make some money, and then I can get rid of him for someone better. And at the fullbacks, there is no James Tedesco. There is Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, obviously, we know what Pappy did coming home last year. Once he finds his feet in this Melbourne side, we've seen it for the past two years, he does start start slow, but really hits uh, hits his strides when he gets into, into gear. Now, the personnel around him hasn't changed too much, Jerome Hughes will still be the seven. Cameron Munster will still be the six. It's just Harry Grant that comes in. But I think that's going to help him because it's going to free up Munster. And I really expect to see Pappy push through that center third. A very good support player, similar to a Tedesco. So another one with Munster if he gets the goal-kicking Pappenhausen. Then obviously he's a must-have. I think that'll help his average by at least uh, six to eight points. And last, we're rolling the dice on Tom Trbojevic once again. Uh, the most destructive player in the NRL by far. Can win the Dalian by a landslide if he stays fit. Uh, We're just banking on Turbo to sort of manage his injury a little bit better. Uh, No stress if he gets injured. I I think I'm going to be able to make some money in my center wings to upgrade him to someone like uh, Kalen Ponga when he comes back, or I can even downgrade him to someone like Latrell Mitchell uh, or even Val Holmes. So if Turbo goes down, it's not a huge knock on my end. I think there's other ways to sort of manage um, the potential injury, but we know what he can do in his day. Um, Turbo's the kind of guy that can put on 150 points on his ear, but... That's my team, guys. For anyone that is following, I am the coach of the Eisenhoos. Yeah, keep an eye out for that team. It's going to be number one. I I guarantee it by the end of the year. But look, I'm going to be posting my team on Instagram for now. Come over. Roast it, please. I'll be posting on Facebook as well. Give me your opinions. Uh, I want to hear you guys tear my side apart. I want to hear your thought process behind certain players, whether I pick them you don't agree with or some guys that I have picked and you like. But uh, please interact with that post. I really want to hear your guys' thought process. And as I asked, uh, our last couple of episodes, uh, just about reviews, if you guys are enjoying the pod, leave a review. Um, I've been overwhelmed with, uh, support. There's some really, really fantastic reviews, um, under the iTunes podcast. So if you guys have left them, you know who you are. Um, a lot of them touch my heart. It really helps getting through, uh, putting all the content out. Obviously it's a lot of work to record a podcast on your own, edit it, upload it, uh, put as much content that I am out. So seeing those reviews really helps and spurs me on, um, but yeah, once again, guys, thanks so much for all the ongoing support. That was my review of my team so far. Uh, I probably will drop another one just before round one because my team will change um, with some stuff going on. Really looking forward to the season. There's still a little bit of pre-season to go. Trials are going to start happening soon. You guys will be getting my thoughts from that. Um, as for the pod coming up in the season, we'll be obviously doing a Tuesday teamless list review. Uh, Thursday, I think we'll be doing like a captain's choices and preview of the game. Um, I will be looking to do my instant thoughts after each game as well, so that's another eight podcasts a week. They won't be overly long. They will be kind of raw and unedited. Uh, The minute the full-time whistle goes, I'll pull the microphone out and give you guys my thoughts. Um, But, yeah, as for everything, guys, uh, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That'll knock a jacket potato out of you, that. And the cheese and the coleslaw.